Thank you for listening to White Moss Talks. Catch our new episodes every Monday at 3 p.m. Eastern Time, noon Pacific. What is up, you guys? It is Monday, July 5th, 2021. Got a lot to talk about today. We are going to review yesterday's NASCAR race at Road America, as well as look at the playoff standings for the Cup Series. Going to take a quick look at the Stanley Cup Finals and give some final predictions. And we're going to look at this first episode's Reddit poll. But first, going to the NBA. Starting with our NBA Finals preview. We got the Phoenix Suns against the Milwaukee Bucks. The spread for Game 1, we have the Suns at a minus 5.5 as the time of recording. The money line is Phoenix minus 240, the over-under at 217. Of course, I think a lot of this has to do with the fact that we still have yet to hear any news about Giannis Antetokounmpo's status, if he is going to be playing in Game 1 or not. If he is, I believe those odds will shift slightly further in Milwaukee's favor. But for the meantime, I have to go with the Suns winning pretty handily in game number one. Overall for the series, I've got the Suns winning in five. I think they take the first two games at home. I think Milwaukee is able to steal a close game three in their own building before Phoenix takes game four pretty easily and then takes game five back at home to lock up the championship. Of course, that would all be a lot different if Giannis does end up playing. But as of now, I'm operating under the assumption that Giannis will be out, at least for the first couple games of this series. In which case, I'd have my money on Phoenix in five. In addition to that, the Suns are 6-2 and two at home so far during these playoffs. And I don't see any reason for that trend to change anytime soon. I think that Chris Paul and DeAndre Ayton both dominate Milwaukee in this series. And this one is probably going to be a surprise pick, but I have DeAndre Ayton winning finals MVP. I think he's going to have his way with Brooke Lopez on the inside. I see him averaging at least 20 and 12 over the course of this series. And I think he's going to be the one that ultimately puts Phoenix over the top. Now, moving on. As for other news around the NBA, got to talk about the Ben Simmons situation in Philadelphia. I, at this point, I just don't see how Ben Simmons remains in Philadelphia. I think that bridge has been burned. I think that they need to move on. I think that he needs to move on to get his confidence back. I've seen... A lot of trade proposals involving him going to Portland for C.J. McCollum. I do think that that deal would make a lot of sense for both sides. They allow both teams to fill a hole that they currently have on their roster. As well as give them both a better fit. However, I've also seen an interesting trade proposal that would send Ben Simmons to Golden State. I'm not sure how that fit would work with him and Draymond Green there, but that would be an interesting one to look at for sure, especially if you don't have to give up either Clay Thompson, Steph Curry, or Draymond Green in the deal. 
that would be an interesting one to look at for sure. But like I said, I just don't see any way that Ben Simmons can be back in Philadelphia, especially after Joel Embiid and Coach Doc Rivers both called him out after that playoff loss. I just don't see a way where he can come back and have it all work out. I, I think that that ship has sailed. Anyways, moving on now to the world of NASCAR. We saw the Cup Series return to Road America for the first time in something like 65 years yesterday. Chase Elliott got the win, his second of the season, seventh career on a road course. It's insane. That has him third all-time now in career road course wins behind only Tony Stewart and Jeff Gordon. It's elite company to be in. And what was really impressive was the way that he did it yesterday, starting all the way back in 34th after not getting a single good lap in and qualifying due to cautions. He was able to drive his way all the way up through the field, ended up passing Kyle Busch for the lead off that last restart on lap 46, and from there just drove away from the field, ended up winning by over five and a half seconds over second place finisher Christopher Bell. Kyle Busch ended up finishing third. I'll tell you, he's been on a little bit of a hot streak lately. I think he was another big winner of this race. Kind of got his confidence back with two wins now this season after we saw him with zero confidence for a lot of last year. That late win at Texas last season helped get some of it back. And he's carried that momentum over into this season, especially after last weekend's win at Pocono. He finished third again yesterday followed by his older brother, Kurt Busch, and then Denny Hamlin rounding out the top five. Hamlin had seven wins a season ago, still has yet to win this season, and yet somehow he still leads the point standings, even over Kyle Larson with four wins on the season. Quietly having a very good year, Denny Hamlin and the 11 team. In addition to yesterday being Chase Elliott's second win of the season, it also gave Hendrick Motorsports its seventh victory in the last eight cup races. The only one they failed to win was Kyle Busch's win in the second race of the Pocono doubleheader last Sunday after a six-race winning streak for Hendrick Motorsports. And it's insane. Hendrick has been on an absolute tear this season. Nobody has been able to keep up with them. Their drivers have combined for 10 wins through the first 20 races this season. Half of the races won by Hendrick Motorsports. This has been a historically dominant season for them, and I don't see any reason why that is not going to continue as we inch closer to the playoffs. We have Kyle Larson has four wins for them. He's currently second in the standings will be first after the reset for the playoffs. We've got Alex Bowman with three wins on the season so far. He'll be tied with Martin Truex Jr. for one of those top three spots entering the playoffs. You have Chase Elliott has two wins. Even William Byron has a win early this season in Miami. 
and that one win has also helped put him in position to currently hold third place in the regular season standings. It's been a breakout year for William Byron and really for Hendrick Motorsports as a whole. If we look at those playoff standings right now, we've got the top five is Denny Hamlin, Kyle Larson, William Byron, Kyle Busch, and Joey Logano fighting for the regular season title, although really it's a two-horse race at this point between Denny Hamlin and Kyle Larson, with William Byron a distant third. Kevin Harvick, another one with Denny Hamlin, had nine wins a year ago, still has yet to win this season. All of Stuart Haas as a whole has really struggled, but Kevin Harvick has been the biggest surprise in terms of a negative disappointment so far this season with his failure to find victory lane. But overall, because of how many different winners we've had this season, the bottom of the playoff picture is shaping up to give us a very exciting battle come the end of this season. We currently have Kurt Busch holding down the last spot in the playoffs, that 16th seed. Guys on the outside looking in, we've got Chris Busher, 25 points back. Ross Chastain, 69 back. Ricky Stenhouse, 70 back. Matt Benedetto, Bubba Wallace, Daniel Suarez, they're all in the picture as well. Overall, with how those Ganassi cars have been running as of late, finding a lot more speed these last few weeks, I do believe that this last playoff spot is Kurt Busch's to lose over these last six races of the regular season. Outside of that, I would have to put my money probably on Ross Chastain to get that last spot and get in if it's not his teammate Kurt Busch. But either way, it will be a very interesting battle down the stretch of this regular season. It would be a very fun one to keep our eyes on. Anyways, moving on, and real quickly want to touch on the Stanley Cup Finals. As of today, the Tampa Bay Lightning lead the Montreal Canadiens three games to zero in that series, with Game 4 coming up tonight at 8 p.m. Eastern Time in Montreal. The money line is on Tampa Bay at minus 160. Montreal's at plus 140. Over under of five goals. The spread is Lightning minus 1.5 at the time of recording. The Lightning are seven and three on the road so far during these playoffs with Montreal at five and four at home. I do believe that Tampa Bay closes out the series tonight in a sweep. What a year for Tampa Bay. You've got the Bucks winning the Super Bowl for the first time since the early 2000s, 2002, I believe it was. And then now you've got the Tampa Bay Lightning on the verge of locking up the Stanley Cup. Good year for Tampa Bay sports. I do believe that they knock off the Canadians tonight. Now moving on to our final portion of the show, the Reddit poll for this first ever Reddit poll in our show's history. I decided to ask NBA Reddit, who is the best player of all time? Four options. I gave Michael Jordan, LeBron James. I decided to do Kobe Bryant as the third option. I really wanted to put Kareem up there, but I felt like we we're probably underestimating how many people out there there were that would have chosen Kobe. 
So I put Kobe Bryant and then other told you to comment down below. We got 510 responses out of which 292 of you or 57% chose Michael Jordan as the greatest player of all time. To me personally, that's really not surprising. I definitely would have Michael Jordan as the best player of all time for multiple reasons, but I was relatively surprised at how few, only 57% agree with me and chose him as the greatest player of all time. We had another 137 or just under 27% chose LeBron James as their GOAT, with another 33 responded saying Kobe, 48 choosing other. I just want to read a couple of these comments that you guys left me about who your greatest of all time was. I have one from Lakers 2022 champs. It said, if you ask this after the bubble, LeBron would be neck and neck with MJ. Give it until the first 10 games of next season and he'll be right back up. This sub, it's reactionary. I 100% agree with you, Lakers champs, although I don't agree with your name. The Lakers will not win the championship next year. You heard it here first. But I do agree. Reddit's probably not the best place to go for long term because everybody's reacting heat of the moment. However, that's what gives me something to talk about is all the hot takes. So, moving on. Bulldozer Rob says Kareem Abdul-Jabbar. Understandable pick. I can see why people would have him as their go, even if I don't personally. We got... NSFW throwaway 1239 says Wilt the Stilt Chamberlain. I do think he is one that is very underrated in terms of where he's ranked by a lot of people all time. Not one you really hear talked about a whole lot in the GOAT conversation, but he definitely deserves to be up there. One more that I want to look at. We had former investigator 98 says Kareem's accolades. He was a six-time MVP, six-time champion, two-time finals MVP, including at 40 years old with Magic Johnson. He was a 19-time All-Star, the highest-scoring player ever, three-time NCAA champ. He wasn't eligible his freshman year to play because of the rules. Although, being honest, he probably would have been a four-time champ if he was. He was a three-time NCAA Final Four Most Outstanding Player, and they banned dunking in college basketball because of him. And many people consider him to be the best of all time, including Pat Riley, Dr. J, Julius Irving, and Pistons great Isaiah Thomas. Again, like I said, I do see why people have him as the greatest of all time. I personally just believe that Michael Jordan was a better player. And I think a lot of the stats back that up, as well as the eye test. But... Anyways, that is our show today. I hope you enjoy the first ever episode of White Moss Talks. Thank you all so much for watching, and I'll catch you next time.